you thankful that when you can't go on, that he can carry you. And when you feel like you have no way out, he'll make a way. And when you feel like you can't put one foot in front of the other, he'll say, lean on me. I'm thankful for the Lord and his faithfulness tonight. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. In verse 35. I'm going to be going to a few different portions of scripture this evening. When you find that, could you stand one more time for the reading of God's word? If you're there, say amen. If you're not, say oh no. Okay, we got some oh no's. That's all right. Romans chapter 8. And like I said, we'll be flipping through some scriptures tonight, but this is our main text this evening. Verse 35, Paul writing to the Romans said, Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day, all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, nay, in all these things... Turn to your neighbor and say, in all these things, we are, say you are, more than conquerors through him, that's Jesus, that loved us. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for its anointing. And God, we ask that your word go forth in that anointing and break and destroy yokes tonight. Lord, anoint this vessel to preach and teach your word. And Lord, we thank, thank you for what you're going to do in this house. In Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Again, we see Paul writing to the Roman church saying, What can separate us? What can deter us? What can keep us from the love of God? Is it tribulation? Is it distress? Is it persecution, famine, nakedness, peril? Or is it even the sword? He said, even though we're killed all the day long and led like sheep to slaughter, he said, in all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. That loved us. Amen. I want to preach real quick on a thought tonight. Just simply ready to conquer. Ready to conquer. I feel like a few days ago the Lord dropped something in, in, in my heart as I was driving. I had to pull off the side of the road and take a minute. Jot some things down. But I believe that the Lord has something specific that He wants to t tell us tonight and make us aware of. So I, I want to, to go to a few different portions of Scripture here first. And I, I want us to go to, Sam, or not to 1 Samuel yet, but to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6 in verse 20. If you don't want to read there, uh, they'll put it up on the screen if you don't want to flip there. But I, I hope that you would. It says this, Pastor preached on this a few weeks ago. 
So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet that the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. This is the battle of Jericho, a great victory. All right, I'm going to point out something in this portion of Scripture, but first, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army uh, to meet the Philistine. And David put in his hand a bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in the forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in, his hand, in the hand of, of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistine... Philistines saw their champion, Goliath was dead, they fled, and the men of Israel and of Judah, and, it, it, and the men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines until they come to the valley and, and to the gates of Ekron. And wounded the, of the, Philist, the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Shamrah, Shemrim, and even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines and they spoiled their tents. Again, this is David fighting Goliath. We have Jericho and that battle. Now we have this battle where David defeats Goliath and the people go up before him. What the Lord began to deal with me on is he began to tell me that we are coming into a very special and very specific time in, in church history. Uh, Pastor, I believe will, the Lord will give him a, a word for us as we go into next year on Sunday night. I believe that the Lord will give him something to give to us to, to challenge us and change us and transform us and get us ready for the next year. But I, 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 I'm just going to give you what the Lord's given me, all right, for a moment. I don't want to take too much time. I want the Lord to just, just let it sink into your hearts and to your, heart, uh, to your minds tonight. But we see that in these portions of scripture that we, we read firstly in, in Romans where he says we're more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. But I take you to these two battles because the Lord began to reveal something specific about the battle of Jericho and about David slaying Goliath. Because what happens is in the church, what we focus on is the fact that the people shouted and the wall fell down. Understand, that was a miraculous event, but that was not the victory. Hear me tonight. The wall falling down was not the victory. It was a miraculous event that led to the victory at Jericho. David facing Goliath and defeating Goliath, Goliath falling and, and being struck and falling to the ground and his head being taken off by David, what was not the victory. It was a miraculous event that led to victory. So what are, what are you saying here? 
If we could go real quick, last portion of Scripture, to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. There's been a lot of reading on this lately. But it says this in verse 7, to the angel or the pastor of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, and he that openeth, and no man can shutteth, and shutteth, and no man can openeth. He says this in verse 8, I know thy works, and behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. No man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and thou hast not denied my name. You say, okay, where, how are you going to tie all these together? I didn't know how I was going to tie all these together until a little bit before service, but this is what the Lord gave me. Is what happens with the church of Philadelphia, they're a remnant church. They're not like any other church that, that, that uh, Christ writes to through John in Revelations chapter 1, 2, or 3. They're unlike any church. There's seven churches that are written to, but this church is a remnant church. This church is a church full of people of prayer, full of people of supplication and surrender to God. This church is different. He, he tells them that I know your works, and he says, behold, I am setting before you an open door. Understand an open door is simply, a doorway is simply a transition. It is something that takes you from one place to another, from one room to another. And what begins to, what the Lord begins to reveal through John is he says, listen, what I'm doing for the church of Philadelphia, remnant church, I am placing before them an opportunity to go into something they've never known before. Hear me tonight. But, but you, you say, where, where, where are we going? I, I, I'm going to try to tie this all together really quick. And we're going to end really quick before you know it. But what the Lord began to tell me is he began to show me these battles. He began to show me these, these scriptures. And he said, I know my people have fought. I know my people are fighting. But at the beginning of 2023, there was a great stirring in this nation. And I believe that was only tremors of what, the, what is to, yet to come. I believe that yes there was a revival experienced uh, at certain places across this nation uh, but I believe uh, and pastor has spoken of this as well that there are going to be hot spots uh, where the Holy Spirit uh, is just going to open up and dwell uh, and move in great and mighty ways but what the Lord began to tell me uh, is he said what I'm going to do uh, for my remnant church in this last day and this last hour uh, he says I am going to put before them an open door, a door of opportunity, a door that can take them to a place they've never been before. Okay, so this brings me back to the battles. How, 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 does, that, how does that correlate? God said, just as I moved at Jericho with the shout, and just as I used David with the sling and a stone, he said, I am going to call strongholds to be removed. I'm going to allow things that have been in this nation that have operated in families, that 
that have operated in churches. God said, I'm going to begin to bring those things down and I'm going to make a way. I'm going to give an opportunity for the church to go in and to begin to conquer. Just follow me for a moment. What are you saying? The shout was the stronghold coming down, but they still had to go in and clear the city. They still had to pull their swords out, kick in doors. You read the next verse. God told them, leave nothing left. Rahab and her family's it. Nothing else can remain. You've got to get rid of it all. Understand. We go to David. David removed Goliath, but then the men of God shouted and they said, it's our turn. Let us go forward. God said, I'm going to begin to eliminate those strongholds and it's your turn. Be ready to conquer. Be ready to uproot. Be ready to get rid of. Be ready to say, you know what? This generational curse of alcoholism, it no longer exists in my family because we're getting rid of it. What God said is he said, I'm going to begin to unite families. I'm going to begin to pour out my spirit upon families and they're going to take authority by the blood of Jesus and take authority in the spirit of God and say, devil, every stronghold is broken. Every root has been uprooted. Every root has been pulled out and we will conquer. And this evening, they still had to clear the city. The men of God still had to pursue and finish off the Philistine army. There's still something for us to do. God said, I'm going to put an open door before you. But remember, it doesn't matter. Going back to Romans, it doesn't matter if there's persecution. It doesn't matter if there's tribulation. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever comes against you, know this, that you are more than a conqueror through Christ. That love, What God's saying is, my love for you is so great. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You're still a conqueror. You can say, well, I I just feel like I can't get anything right. He said, no, you're still a conqueror. He said, I'm going to bring those strongholds down. Those temptations that you've been tempted with. Understand what he told the church of Philadelphia is he said, listen, there's going to come an hour of great temptation, but because you stayed with me, because you were separated, because you prayed, because you were different, because you trusted, because you believed, he said, I'm going to deliver you from that hour of temptation uh, and he goes on and says uh, if you'll overcome uh, I'll make you a pillar in the house of God uh, I'll give, I'll put my, your name uh, in the city of Jerusalem uh, he said I'll do great and mighty things uh, for you uh, to them uh, that overcome uh, you want to know what he's saying uh, be ready to conquer uh, be ready to defeat uh, to go after uh, every devil that comes against you uh, we've got to put on our war clothes church uh, We've got to stop piddling and, and messing around with the devil. And we've got to take authority and say, listen, no depression here. No anxiety here. No addiction here. No ungodliness here. We're going to do things God's way. Then come to the music. I'm almost done. Be ready to conquer. What the Lord began to show me as he begin to just give this to me. His pastor, I'm not going to say it was a vision, but it's almost as if 
I could see it in my mind. And what I began to see, Lisa, is I began to see men and women of God that I knew sharpening swords. I began to see other men and women of God that I knew fastening on armor. So men and women of God that I knew taking up shields that covered their entire body, taking them up and adjusting and making sure they fit. And God said, listen, he said, tell my church to be ready to conquer. Be ready. Joshua said, hey, the shout, God's going to do something. But you be ready. There's still a battle to fight. You've got to uproot this. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to utterly destroy it. Get rid of it. So what does that mean for us spiritually? Can I tell you this? I was talking to a young man yesterday. We got on this topic. He was talking about how the Lord was asking him to give more and more of himself, more of his desires, more of the things he wanted. To give them to him and just go after God, to surrender to God. So you know what I learned from reading scripture and learning in my personal life? The things that you let spiritually live that are not of God will kill you. You say, what are you talking about? There are things that the Lord will convict you of. Say, you need to drop that. Drop it. Get rid of it. Get it out of your home. Don't ignore those things. You say, where's the Bible for that? Jericho. He said, other than Rahab, it's got to go. And when they went on to fight AI, in the next chapter, they lost because a man took a little something for himself. And just because a man took something for himself that was for God, he took a garment, he took some silver, and God already told him before the battle, the gold is mine, the silver is mine. It's all going to the house of God. And he took it. Thousands of men lost their life. Saul was ordered to annihilate the Amalekites, but he didn't. You know what the man of God told him? Your obedience is better than any sacrifice you can give God. God told you to get rid of it. And when Saul couldn't get rid of it, the Bible says the anointing came off of his life. Understand, let me back up just for a moment. I'm not saying we have to be perfect. Because newsflash, you're not going to be. You're not going to be. We're not perfect. And I'm just going to, can I deal with something real, real quick? Insecurities. And this is where we normally look at the young people. But I'm going to look at the adults saying, I can't do it. God, I can't do what you're calling me to do. I can't, I can't be that. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Understand the truth of God's word. We're not worthy. But through Christ, we've been made worthy. I'm not spotless. 
But understand, when you accept Jesus into your life, when the Father looks at you, He sees His Son, the perfect Lamb. So don't get hung up in the insecurities. God's saying, put your armor on. Get ready. I don't know what it is exactly, but the Lord just told me that there were two, there were two things that were, you were going to see. The two strongholds, they were going to fall. And they were going to create an open door for the saints of God to go in and to uproot it out of their communities and out of their families and out of their churches. I know I'm crazy, but I believe the Word of God. I believe this book. So don't get hung up on the I can'ts. I, I, I say this all the time. My papa beacher always told me, son, can't never did do nothing. If you say you can't, you won't. But you know, Kelly, if we're honest, there's days that we feel like we can't. And if I'm honest, there's days that in ministry, we feel like we can't. But then I go over here and I look at these two little girls with their pink football dresses on. One of them's looking at me with binoculars right now. And I realize I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for them. If I can't, they won't. If, if I won't go in, they won't go in. If I don't pursue God, they won't pursue God. hear me be ready be ready to conquer be willing to let the Lord address things in your life because I'll tell you the last thing the Lord told me and I wrote down is that I'm asking my people to raise their standard raise their standard in their prayer life how they worship, how they read, how they seek me. So I'm asking them to raise the standard. He said, I'll meet them. I'll meet them there. Stand with me tonight. Nothing profound. But we must conquer must be ready to conquer. You must be ready to conquer. So here's what I'm at. Here's where I'm at tonight. invite us to a place of prayer and here's what I want you to pray I just want you to say Lord make me ready make me ready show me reveal to me make me ready make me ready
Come, these altars are open. I've preached too long. Come, pray. Say, God, make me ready. Make me ready. Everyone, thanks for watching. I hope this message blessed you. And if you could, please check the description below for all of our links to our social medias. Um, and as always, check our page. You'll see all of our previous messages there. Uh, I hope this message again blessed you and uh, reached you where you're at. And thanks for watching. See you soon.